Hello, dear listeners, and welcome back to the Nothing to Boo With You podcast with me, your host, Clodagh Ryan. For those of you who are just joining in, this is a space that gives whispers a voice, mentions all the unmentionable and brings everything inward outwards. Episode 9, guys. We're nearly at the 10. I can't believe it. 10 in. Well, 9 in, I suppose. Um, I just wanted to say a massive thanks to every single person that has listened to the podcast so far. You might see that there, during the week I had on Instagram, that I had seen that I had over 2,000 listeners so far, which... I was oh stunned for to be honest and as I said on it I am nobody and so many people were like you're not a nobody I hope you don't feel like that that's not what I meant I meant it in a sense of the I'm not an influencer I'm not well known I'm a nobody as in I'm an ordinary dysfunctional Joe Soap so <laughs> Um, the fact that like over 2000 people have actually listened to the podcast was just mind blowing for me, to be honest. Um, and it just makes me feel really appreciative and reiterates why I'm doing this. Um, when I started this way back in January, was it January, February was my first episode. Um, it was going to be an audio diary journal for me in my coping and my journey with my mental health but also because of the fact that with my journey with generalized anxiety disorder I had spent such a long time feeling isolated and in the taboo circle that that really made me want to open up the door to all things taboo and like I keep saying give them a form, give them a stand, give them, give them a fucking stage, give everything to be a stage. And so far, I hope I'm doing some justice to that with some of the topics we've discussed. Last week was a big one, um, which I fucked up, by the way, which I'm sure you've copped. It's not on Spotify. <laughs> Episode 8 didn't make it to Spotify. Um, it was my first Instagram live uh, episode and it was with the incredible Amy Burns, warrior queen, um, and her story with endometriosis and, you know, her hormonal health and her mental health. And, oh, I was, as I said, the minute I saw her in Ireland AM all those weeks back, I, I knew I had to have an interview with her and I'm so glad I had her on. She was incredible. And I hope you guys um, will check her out if you haven't already. You'll find her on my Nothing To Be With You page. She has a GoFundMe at the moment uh, to raise funds to get her to Birmingham for some surgery that she really, really needs, guys, that will just give her the quality of life not only that she needs but she deserves for her and her beautiful family so please do and check that go and check that out so yeah so the live uh of course whatever way i ended it i was meant to download it to put it on spotify and being the technological idiot that i am i didn't so yeah so that episode is 
not available on Spotify. I actually, would you believe, contemplated putting a microphone to my phone and recording the whole thing. And then I was like, Claude, that'd be really fucking sad. And what are you going to do for the whole two hours? Listen to yourself talk and shite again? No. So I, I didn't do that in the finish. Um, but it was really exciting to do the live. And as I said during the week as well, this has really opened up something for me. I'm going to explore that more and more. Um, obviously learning how to record and download it properly going forward. And have those kind of lives because I think they're very good in terms of getting to see people's faces and well for me now I had felt the connection with Amy because I had done a video call with her and spoke to her a few times prior to the interview but I just felt so much more connected to her because we were able to see each other and also I wanted the listeners to connect to her as well and I hope that that you guys did feel that from her um, because it, it really was what I felt was a good interview. So you have me on my own tonight, another solo episode. And this one, as I kind of alluded to during the week on Facebook and on Instagram, is around friendships. And this one for me is a very interesting one because my friends in my life mean the fucking world to me. I love my friends and my circle so hard and so much. I'll just never be able to explain. If if you hurt them, you hurt me. That's the easiest way of explaining it. My circle is small, but it's loyal. And I'm beyond blessed with the, the friendships I have. And why this one came into me uh, um, and came to mind was I thought it would be a great concept for an episode because of a situation I found myself in recently. So I'll tell you the, the story, I suppose, first, and look, then we'll explore the whole topic of friendships. So I have a childhood friend who I've literally known since we were in baby infants. And we grew up together. We went through teenage times together adult young adulthood together you know started our I suppose drinking um social life together all of that and um unfortunately about 10 years ago that friendship fell apart and to be real and to be really frank the friendship wasn't in a great space for a long time and was definitely on rocky ground. And in hindsight, looking back, I have no problem saying it now that that one of the biggest, the biggest issue in that friendship was alcohol. Um, we could go out and we could have ten amazing nights, and then one night could just erase all the good nights. And look that friendship ended or so I thought and I heard a couple of months back that she had gotten seriously ill and it really affected me and I really 
I actually rang another friend about it and I said, I have just this overwhelming urge to reach out to her. I can't explain it. I just felt she needed to know that I cared, that I gave a shit and that I was thinking about her. And probably being selfish as well, guys, I if something had had happened, the worst had happened, I don't know how I would have coped with that. I genuinely don't because, <clears throat> okay, she hasn't been there for the last 10 years in my life, nor have I been for her, but we were there for a large chunk of our lives and our friendship was very special to me and I loved her dearly. So I reached out and I messaged her um, on social media and I didn't know whether she'd tell me to fuck off. I didn't know whether she would respond. I I didn't know, but all I knew was I had to message her. I just, I couldn't not message her. And lo and behold, a couple of days later, she responded <laughs> and um, thanked me for reaching out. And, you know, we started the conversation slowly about how she was getting on and how she was doing and her recovery um what she went through on a side note here is just insane the girl is a oh my god she's a warrior like and the positivity um that surrounds her from from what she's after going through it's just she's just a ray of light it's unbelievable She's testament to somebody who has faced a really hard challenge in their life and put a positive spin on it. Um, but anyway, I digress. So we kind of started the the conversation, you know, here and there. And um, at the time she was still in hospital. She was in hospital for a very long time. And I remember she messaged me one night that she had listened to one of the episodes of the pod as well, which was, you know, I thought so good of her and so nice of her. And um, just it was really endearing, you know, messaging back and forth. And then I knew she was home. And then after that, um, I knew she was kind of recovering for a little while and I just bit the bullet and said, maybe we should go for a walk some evening. And she said she'd love that. So lo and behold, we met up a couple of weeks ago. And I remember pulling up to where we were meeting and I had no nerves. And this is anxious Annie here now, guys, remember. This is little miss gets anxious about like stupid shit. But I had no nerves about this. I can't explain it. And I got out of the car and I saw her coming towards me and I was like, OK, I better walk, walk towards her because, you know, she was after coming out of, you know, um, quite a serious illness. It's like at least I could do is walk to meet her and kind of broke the ice with a bit of a joke or whatever. But it just didn't feel awkward. But that walk we did was about two hours long. And in that walk. We just caught up with each other for that initial night. Um, you know, the story about what she'd been through, um, uh, the illness and, you know, her recovery and 
Um, her her resilience just blew me away. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, this chick is still as strong as ever. She's a, she's stronger. But the one thing I couldn't get over was the the light that was shining out of her, and I can't explain that. I even said that to her the other day. The light that um just I I came away from her that night feeling on top of the world. I felt. After being in her company, it was just a blessing. I, I know that sounds really hippy-dippy of me, and but look, we know there's a bit of a hippie in me anyway. So um, we didn't discuss a lot that day about kind of where we went wrong um, in our friendship or whatever uh, those all those years ago. But, you know, we had missed some quite momentous occasions in each other's lives, and... That was sad, and I felt sad about it, but we both came to the realisation we had two journeys to go on. She had to go on her journey, and I had to go on my journey, and those journeys have brought us to where we are now, which is in an incredible place for both of us, with this self-awareness that we both have in terms of where we both went wrong, mistakes we've both made in the past, and just being very humble about it, to be honest, on both our parts. And look, I suppose her getting sick um, really did kind of put the shits up me, I suppose, and made me realise, look, life, we only have one life, guys. We've only one go at this. And... My dad always says this thing that life is simple and people complicated and I quote it an awful lot. And it's funny that I quote it because I have been part of that complication quite a lot myself. But um, I'm really trying to just embrace more of the, listen, this is one go, guys. And, you know, we're going to make use of our time, make, make the right use of our time. And... Myself and herself have met up a couple of times since and I swear to God, it's it's like time stood still and I am so positive about the friendship we have rekindled. I feel it's going to be stronger than either of us ever had before and I'm really delighted to have her back in my life and I'm very blessed and very aware that I'm lucky she's here and um yeah it was it was you know it was a really oh I can't explain it it just was so nice to just <laughs> you know that thing where you see on movies like where these friends meet up and they're both telling each other how amazing their lives are and well I've done this and my job's doing that and my husband does this and my dad we were the opposite. When we met up, it was like, well, my my fucking life has fallen apart this way. My life has fallen apart that way. I fucked up my anxiety. I had a breakdown. I had this, I had that. She had her stuff as well. <laughs> it was like <laughs> bonding over how imperfect we were and are. And I fucking love that. And that is how I started thinking about this for an episode for the podcast. Because you know what? Friendships are definitely... I think one of the most important relationships that any one person can have. I mean, when you think about it, our friends, they start, our friendships start when we're so young. 
you know, when we're little, when we're in baby infants in school, you know, in clubs, you know, or our cousins or our family's friends, kids, this, that's, you know, where our little friendships and our little social lives start. And then I feel like there's kind of three stages of friendship in life. I feel like there's the, the childhood friends that come in and stay because you just have that soul connection. You just, in a lot of ways, you mould each other and you kind of develop alongside each other. Like Kira, as you know, is my longest friend ever. Like our our parents were friends, our grandparents were friends. So it was in the cards for us to be friends. But that mightn't have worked out, but it just so happens that she's like one half of me. Kira knows more about me than probably anyone else does, you know, and like that is what friendships are. And that's what I'm saying. I feel like there's three stages. So there's the childhood friends that come in and stay. There's the young adulthood, the, the teenage friends, you know, the friends that you meet in secondary school or maybe college or through your social life and that the connection is formed there. And again, that's at your next stage in your life where you're developing into an adult and, you know, you're bringing in a connection that is going to stick with you coming up through the years again. And then, of course, our adult friends that when we're, you know, at, I suppose, 30 plus, you know, the couples you know friends couples work friends friends who come into your life because of a certain situation you find yourself in and you know become new friends out of nowhere and yeah the evolution of friendships is quite interesting to be honest um to me it's something I've definitely found I've looked at a lot when I was going through my uh hard time before Christmas when I had the breakdown I was really punishing myself about how shit of a friend I was um never mind how I was feeling about being a a sister a mother a a wife whatever but a friend I, I was really like well who the fuck would want to be friends with me fucking panic attacks anxious anxious like just everything's going wrong for me I can't you know like why would anyone want to be friends with this and I was real Debbie Downer and having a and a fantastic pity party for myself which was fucking ridiculous in hindsight and you know my girls were there for me they lifted me up when I was like you know what? I don't feel like getting up they were the ones that lifted me up and that's priceless guys and it's something I think we can take for granted a lot because we talk a lot about relationships. We talk a about a lot about our partners and our partners' influence on us. And of course, that's so important. Don't get me wrong. Shout out to the husband, um, and to our, our you know siblings and our parents and all of that. But I think friendships they're underrated and undervalued in terms of the effects and the impact they can have on our lives and on us as people. I know there's so many parts of, I could pick out different parts of my friends' personalities that I draw strength from, that I draw comic relief from, that I draw, you know, sadness from. And I love that I 
I know my friends so well that I can tell when they're not themselves. And I like being that go-to that, you know, if someone was down there, like, I need to pick up the phone and talk to Chloe. I, I love that because, you know, friendship is a two-way street. And I don't know, I suppose as we grow older, these friendships we have with us, you know, we'll either grow closer or we'll grow apart. That's life. But if you are lucky, there are those friends that are there simply because your souls match up. And look, as I said, I'm blessed to say I have those. And I'm sure you guys out there are blessed to have them. And, you know, it's not about quantity, guys. It is not about fucking quantity. It is about quality. I 100% would rather have one friend who knows me inside out and is there for good, the bad, the ugly, the ups, the downs, the lows, than that friend that's there just for the fucking sake of it. Uh, for shallow, face value, fake, whatever, crack, and someone that I can't trust. Like, you know, they say there's a saying that um, real friends are the ones you can count on no matter what. The ones who go into the forest to find you and bring you home. And real friends never have to tell you that they're your friends. And I love that. Because with that, go you, you, if you go into that a little bit deeper, you're realizing there that a true friend accepts you for who you are. So when you're in crisis, they're in crisis with you. When you're happy, they're happy with you. And that that is just worth its weight in gold. Now, obviously, I it is so important to have boundaries in friendships. Uh, you know, now I love hard. My friends to me are like my family. And as I said, I am that girl that if you are if you have an issue, you pick up that phone to me. I don't care what hour of the day or night it is. But you do have to set certain boundaries around that and be mindful of that, too, because there is friendships out there that unfortunately can be bad for your, I suppose, your own health, your own mental health and you have to be cautious of that, you know, and you have to, I suppose it's like a relationship in a lot of ways. It's like you have to make sure that the the friend that you have or the friendship that you're in is a friendship that isn't toxic and isn't one that can hurt you, you know. So it is an interesting one. And like, especially like I can definitely say there's a couple of my girlfriends that know more about me than my husband or my family will ever know. Sorry, guys, but it's a fucking fact. <laughs> There's something about this. I love what I love about friendship is the non judgmental side of friendships. Do you know, like down to, okay, you'd fart in front of your friend, but not in front of your husband. You'd go to the toilet in front of your friend, but not in front of your husband. There's just something about that, like. <laughs> perfect example and I'm going to fucking say this because you know I keep shit real like um Kira I was on the phone to her the other day and I was like I need to fart so I goes hey Key listen to this and I put my phone to my ass and I farted and she was like nice that's you know that's real friendship <laughs> I actually can't fucking believe I just said that. I don't know. I might have to take that out. Should I? 
Well, look, everybody farts, though, don't they? Farts are funny. I don't know. I'll have to think about this one now, whether I leave that one in or not. But I suppose the reason I'm saying that is that, like, you don't hold back with a friend. And I think especially with, like, when you're going through hard times, me especially, I can only, I'm only an expert on Clota. That's all I'm an expert on. I know when I'm not doing good, I have kind of two ways I'll go. I'll either go into myself and pull away from my friends and get go distant, or I will reach out. I'll go one way or the other. But what I love about my friends is when I go quiet, they know. They have that intuition and they have that insight and that familiarity with me that they know close quiet because something's not right. And if that's a bit I'm working on, I am trying to work on. Well, sometimes we do need to go quiet, by the way. We don't we don't always have to run to people and tell them everything, uh, every single situation, blow by blow account of what's going on with our lives, because Jesus, we'd never leave the coffee shop if we did that. And sometimes it's okay to let your friends be quiet and let them have their time and let them have what they need right there and right, you know, right there and then. And you just, that they know it's, it's an unwritten rule that, right, whenever you're ready to go fuck shit up, I'm here. And that's what I love about it. And like celebrating with friends, there's no better feeling when your friends succeed. And this is another thing for me. This is when you know a friendship is real and authentic. When they succeed, you are there with them. You feel it. You feel just as excited for them as they do. And I love that feeling. I love my friend's fucking success. I think it's awesome. It's amazing. Whatever it is, no matter how big, how small, when they're succeeding, I'm fucking succeeding. I think that is fantastic. And it's the same way with like having the laughs and the giddiness. Like it's so therapeutic to be silly sometimes no matter what age you are like I'm 39 years of age nearly and sometimes when I'm with my friends I'm back to a 10 year old giddy fucking Egypt girl again and I love that you know again laughing at stupid shit and just having the meaningless chats you need that sometimes. It's like watching the trash TV when you're in a bad humor. It's like, yeah, that'll just pull you out of it. And, you know, a real friend will pull you out of it or will sit down there with you. It's one or the other. Whatever, whatever takes the mood. But like, and it's also actually another thing. And this is something I had to learn. And I definitely wouldn't have understood this in my 20s. Accepting that we don't all think the same and respecting that and that one has been a really good learning curve for me in terms of decisions my friends have made through the years that I didn't necessarily agree with be it a relationship or be it uh, you know a job or a situation they put themselves in and me going hmm I don't know who am I to say that? I just, all I got to do is be there. If if you're going into that job or putting yourself in that situation or that relationship that I 
I don't feel will be good for you. Fuck it. I'll be there if it falls apart and we pick it up and we move on. And that's the non-judgment part. And that was a part I had to learn because, yeah, like what's right for me isn't always right for everybody else. And I think we learn a lot from those kind of friendships that when you learn that it's okay for us not to have the same feelings, not to have the same thoughts, not the same opinions. Like in my friend group, just for example, there's a diversity in our faiths. Um, I'm a practicing Catholic um, and have been the last couple of years. I hadn't been for many years prior to that, but I am now. One of my good friends is an atheist. I have another friend who is a different religion. And I have another friend who's a non-practicing Catholic. And that is okay. <laughs> that's just like, that's the way we are. It doesn't impact our friendships. It doesn't impact our values or us as people. It is just, that is the way, you know, we are and that's another thing it's respecting each other respecting that your lane is a little bit of a different lane to mine but hey we can have those lanes side by side your lane might have stones on it my lane might have grass on it and that's perfectly fine so yeah so I really just wanted to just do a little episode about friendships because as I said meeting up with um my friend there over the last few weeks and developing or reconnecting with her has been incredible and I just wanted to put a little bit of a spotlight on friendships and like I said I think they're undervalued a little bit by society and a perfect example of this is and I know this is a little bit morbid but stay with me okay stay with me guys so God forbid, if you had a friend that passed away for whatever reason, there is nothing, you know, in terms of a work point of view that you get time off or, you know, in the obituary, there isn't an acknowledgement for so-and-so's best friend or so-and-so best friends. and. That always intrigues me because, like I said, I've, I have friends who know more about me than my husband or my family ever will know and can read me better than sometimes I can read myself. And that is a really deep, meaningful relationship. And it is sad that it's not acknowledged as much as it should be and like I said I do feel it is undervalued and I feel it is something that we should all just take a little bit more stock of sometimes and go shit you know what I'm fair lucky with the friends I have I really am I'm blessed and yeah we'll have fights yeah we'll disagree yeah the shit will hit the fan sometimes but when the chips are down you're there for each other and it like all should it uh, I suppose it's maturity as well, isn't it, guys? It's a lot to do with when you're getting older as well. Have no regrets in life. And 
like what did they say you'll never regret the things you you did you you'll regret the things you didn't do so yeah so look I'm so glad like me sending that little text that night out um now has brought somebody back into my life that I really 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 care about and I'm so happy and I the few times we've met up I've come away with abs from laughing and I've also come away where we've like had tears because I I genuinely love her and I'm just so happy to see her well and I'm so happy to have her back in my life and yeah it's a lovely feeling so I know it's not really a taboo topic as such but it's certainly a topic that isn't talked about enough and that is the value of friendships and that is just one that I wanted to kind of leave with you tonight um it was going to be a short and sweet episode tonight because uh, you don't want me rabbiting on on my own in fairness <laughs> but I am actually I still am quite surprised at how well I'm able to waffle and carry a show. I never thought I'd be able to do a podcast. Uh, even when I was thinking about the whole concept of it way back last year, I was thinking to myself, oh, yeah, I'd love to do it. But the, shit, there's no way I'd be able to carry it. There's, I mean, how would you stay talking? But it turns out I, I can talk pretty much a lot of the time but look people anyone who knows me will know that so yeah so look this has just been a, a quick little episode um and I just want you all to take away from this just to have a moment have a think about those friends be a friends or friend that is in your life and how much they mean to you and how much they've done for you and just appreciate them. And even just after listening to this, send a little text to say, hey, because do you know what, guys? Friendships are priceless. And if you have good ones, they're worth their weight in gold. And you're not going to want to lose that for all the tea in China. So there you go. A short but sweet episode for tonight. Um, back in two weeks again. And the next one is going to be an Instagram live interview. And I'm going to reveal probably next week who the uh, guest will be. But I'm really, really looking forward to it. And it's going to be another interesting one. And um, a little bit of a taboo topic, but one that I think a lot of people will relate to and will definitely find a bit of common ground in it. There's the flipping dogs barking. Thank God it's nearly over. Oh, but look, COVID made everything just so much bearable with like recordings and things like that. And, you know, seeing children passing by or dogs passing by. So look. Nal and Simba are just going to be as famous as, as me with my 2,000 listeners. <laughs> so that is it for me for this week, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. It means the world to me. If you're enjoying the podcast, please, please, please give it um, a rating on Spotify. And also check me out on Instagram at Nothing To Be With You podcast and on Facebook and share it with your mates and you know you can get in contact with me anytime I don't care what the subject is whether you feel it's taboo or not taboo 
if you want something discussed, come to me, guys. This is what I'm here for. So enjoy the rest of your week. And as I say, as always, be kind, be wonderfully weird, be you. Take care, guys.